Good morning, Sonship, and welcome to our daily conference call where we read from the original edition of ACIM, which is published by Course in Miracle Society. Today we are reading from the manual. We're reading section 25 and 26. Our physical, excuse me, our psychic powers desirable. And 26, can God be reached directly? It's the end of the year. We've been doing these announcements forever. So in this holy instant, I'm going to turn the call over to Reverend Reacher for morning prayer. Reverend Reacher? Okay, thanks, Chris. Okay, we'll uh, start our time together, this joining of one another in uh, becoming quiet. And we close our eyes. Once again, we draw that awareness with him. And we can actually do this any time we feel the need to regroup and recenter and reestablish our connection with the loving thoughts of God, which will guide us always in any moment we choose. Our lesson, and it's the lesson for the last few days of this year and every year, is... is at this holy instant what I give to you. And <laughs> what is there of time but to be used to awaken? And what is there of time but this instant? We learned in our course that there's no fear in the present. Quote, when each instant stands clear and separated from the past without its shadow reaching out into the future, so without, it's unquote. So when each instant stands clear, separated from the past and from the future, there's no fear. Each instant is pure and clean and free of guilt, and there's only happiness. Quote, no darkness is remembered, and immortality and joy are now. Unquote. From chapter 15, paragraph 9. Thus, our release lays in the present moment. Our elder brother emphasized the now, since it is, quote, for only now is here, and it presents the opportunities for the holy encounter in which salvation can be found, unquote. Only now is here. All our opportunities for the holy encounters come in this now and that's our opportunity for salvation in the now we can't be saved nothing can save us out of the future or the past it's all right now how awesome is that and so we open once again to our lesson as we pray father mother god this holy instant what i give to you be you in charge for i would follow you certain that your direction gives me peace if I need a word to help me, he will give it to me. If I need a thought, that will he also give. And if I need but stillness and a tranquil, open mind, these are the gifts I will receive of him. He is in charge by my request. And he will hear and answer me because he speaks for God, my Father, and his Holy Son. Thank you. Amen.
All right, so, sorry, who's joined the call that would love to say good morning and get on the reading list? Hello, it's Fran. I would love to say good morning and get on the reading list. Great. I'll do both as well. Good morning, it's Carl. Great. Anyone else? Good morning, it's Anna. Say good morning. Hi, Harrison, you want to read? Uh, No, driving. Thank you. Okay. Glad you're here. Anna, do you want to read? I'm just listening. Oh, glad you're here. Thank you. All right. I have Sharon, Fritz, Harrison, and Anna listening. And then in reading order, I have Reverend Regia, Ida, Lee, Paula, Fran, Carl. Anyone else? All right, here we go. 25. Are psychic powers desirable? Oops, sorry. The answer to this question is much like the preceding one. There are, of course, uh, no natural powers, and it is obviously merely an appeal to magic to make up a power that does not exist. It is equally obvious, however, that each individual has many abilities of which he is unaware. As his awareness increases, he may well develop abilities that seem quite startling to him. Yet nothing he can do can compare, even to in the slightest, with the glorious surprise of remembering who he is. Let all his learning and all his efforts be directed toward this one great final surprise and he will not be contented content to be delayed by little ones that may come to him on the way reverend Regia, one and two please okay great and uh, 25 are psychic powers desirable the answer to this question is much like the preceding one there are of course no quote-unquote unnatural powers And it is obviously merely an appeal to magic to make up a power that does not exist. It is equally obvious, however, that each individual has many abilities of which he is unaware. As his awareness increases, he may well develop abilities that seem quite... Oh, bless you. As his awareness increases, he may well develop abilities that seem quite startling to him. Yet nothing he can do can compare even in the slightest with the glorious surprise of remembering who he is. Let all his learning and all his efforts be directed toward this one great final surprise. And he will not be content to be delayed by the little ones that may come to him on the way. Certainly, there are many, quote-unquote, psychic powers that are clearly in line with this course. Communication is not limited to the small range of channels the world recognizes. If it were, there would be little point in trying to teach salvation. It would be impossible to do so. The limits the world places on communication are the chief barrier to direct experience of the Holy Spirit, whose presence is always there, and whose voice is available but for the hearing. 
These limits are placed out of fear, for without them the walls that surround all the separate places of the world would fall at the holy sound of his voice. Who transcends these limits in any way is merely becoming more natural. He is doing nothing special, and there is no magic in his accomplishments. Thank you, Reverend Rita. Ida, two and three, please. Two. Certainly there are many, quote, psychic powers that are clearly in line with this course. Communication is not limited to the small range of channels the world recognizes. If it were, there would be little point in trying to to teach salvation. It would be impossible to do so. The limits the world places on communication are the chief barrier to direct experience of the Holy Spirit, whose presence is always there and whose voice is available but for the hearing. These limits are placed out of fear, for without them the walls that surround all the separate places of this world would fall at the holy sound of his voice who transcends these limits in any way, I'm sorry, who transcends these limits in any way is merely becoming more natural. He is doing nothing special, and there is no magic in his accomplishments. Three, the seemingly new abilities that may be gathered on the way can be very helpful. Given to the Holy Spirit and used under his direction, they are valuable teaching aids. To this, the question of how they arise is irrelevant. The only important consideration is how they are used. Taking them as ends in themselves, no matter how this is done, will delay progress. Nor does their value lie in proving anything, achievements from the past, unusual attunement with the, quote, unseen, unquote, or special favors from God. God gives no special favors, and no one has any powers that are not available to everyone. Only by tricks of magic are special powers, quote, demonstrated, unquote. Thank you, Ida. Lee, uh, three and four, please. The seemingly new abilities that may be gathered on the way can be very helpful. Given to the Holy Spirit and used under His direction, they are valuable teaching aids. To this, the question of how they arise is irrelevant. The only important consideration is how they are used. Taking them as ends in themselves, no matter how this is done, will delay progress. Nor does their value lie in proving anything. Achievements from the past, unusual attunement with the quote unseen, or special favors from God. God gives no special favors, and no one has any powers that are not available to everyone. Only by tricks of magic are special powers, quote, demonstrated. For nothing that is genuine is used to deceive. 
the Holy Spirit is incapable of deception and he can use only genuine abilities. What is used for magic is useless to him. But what he uses cannot be used for magic. There is, however, a particular appeal in unusual abilities which can be curiously tempting. Here are strengths which the Holy Spirit wants and needs. Yet the ego sees in these same strengths an opportunity to glorify itself. Strengths turned to weakness are tragedy indeed. Yet what is not given to the Holy Spirit must be given to weakness. For what is withheld from love is given to fear and will be fearful in consequence. Thank you, Lee. Paula, four and five, please. Nothing that is generous is used to deceive. The Holy Spirit is incapable of deception, and he can use only genuine abilities. What is used for magic is useless to him, but what he uses cannot be used for magic. There is, however, a particular appeal in unusual abilities which can be curiously tempting. Here are strengths which the Holy Spirit wants and needs. Yet the ego sees in the same strengths an opportunity to glorify itself. Strengths turned to weakness are tragically in, are tragically tragically indeed. Tragic indeed. <laughs> Yet what is not given to the Holy Spirit must be given to weakness. For what is withheld from love is given to fear and will be fearful in consequence. Five, even those who no longer value the material things of the world may still be deceived by, quote, psychic powers. As investment has been withdrawn from the world's material gifts, the ego has been seriously threatened. It may still be strong enough to rally under this new temptation to win back strength by guile. Many have not seen through the ego's defenses here, although they are not particularly subtle. Yet given a remaining wish to be deceived, deception is made easy. Now the, quote, power is no longer a genuine ability and cannot be used dependably. It is also inevitable that unless the individual changes his mind about its purpose, he will bolster its uncertainties with increasing deception. Thanks, Paula. Fran, five and six, please. Five. Even those who no longer value the material things of the world may still be deceived by, quote, psychic, unquote, powers. As investment has been withdrawn from the world's material gifts, the ego has been seriously threatened. It may still be strong enough to rally under this new temptation to win back strength by guile. Many have not seen to the ego's defenses here, although they are not particularly subtle. Yet, given a remaining wish to be deceived, deception is made easy. Now the quote-unquote power is no longer a genuine ability and cannot be used dependably. It is almost inevitable 
once the individual changes his mind about its purpose, he will bolster its uncertainties with increasing deception. Six, any ability that anyone develops has the potentiality for good. To this, there is no exception. And the more unusual and unexpected the power, the greater its potential usefulness. Salvation has need of all abilities. For what the world would destroy, the Holy Spirit would restore. Quote, unquote, psychic abilities have been used to call upon the devil, which merely means to strengthen the ego. Yet here is also a great channel of hope and healing in the Holy Spirit's service. Those who have developed, quote, unquote, psychic powers have simply let some of the limitations they laid upon their minds be lifted. It can be but greater limitations they lay upon themselves if they utilize their increased freedom for greater imprisonment. The Holy Spirit needs these gifts, and those who offer them to him and him alone go with Christ's gratitude upon their hearts and his holy sight not far behind. Thank you, Fran. And Carl, six, please. Any ability that anyone develops has the potentiality for good. To this, there is no exception. And the more unusual and unexpected the power, the the greater its potential usefulness. Salvation has need of all abilities. For what the world would destroy, the Holy Spirit would would restore. Quote-unquote psychic abilities have been used to call upon the devil, which merely means to strengthen the ego. Yet here is also a great channel of hope and healing in the Holy Spirit's service. Those who have developed, quote-unquote, psychic powers have simply let some of the limitations they laid upon their minds be lifted. It It can be but greater limitations they lay upon themselves if they utilize their increased freedom for greater imprisonment. The Holy Spirit needs these gifts, and those who offer them to him and him alone go with Christ's gratitude upon their hearts and his holy sight not far behind. Amen. Thank you, Carl. floor is open. I have one name to say, Chris Angel. <laughs> my my mother still watches TV. I'm not saying that she's bad in doing that. <laughs> I probably would if I could get my TV to work at this point. But anyway, um, so we've talked about that before, me and her, and, and her and my brother also, because she's seen him do such miraculous things, quote-unquote miraculous things on TV, and she's asking me, you know, is this real or is this a trick? <laughs> and I could, you know, say, ah, mom. You know, at this point, the last thing I told her this year when she said is, I don't know. It could be real. It could be a trick. <laughs> I don't know enough to know. And I know enough to know that I don't know. But now, in reading this, I got one more possibility that is partially real and partially a trick because if he gave it to the ego, it becomes, un, you know, unstable. So he has to 
to bolster it by tricks. Because his ones are more extreme and they seem more, you know, if they can't be tricks, but like I said, I don't know. And my brother, she told me my brother in, in a nearby town has seen people come there from New York and levitate. And I said, well, you know, uh, all Christian saints levitated and, you know, yogis levitated and all these things, and that's not new. And then it's quite possible that that's real, too. And, but if anything else, anybody has anything else to say about uh, about this, I'd gladly hear it. I'm complete. Thanks, Ida. Thank you, Ida. I think that's all that anyone has to say about that. But I myself this year have noticed more often, more often that I'm uh, seeing things when I'm just sort of waking up in the morning, halfway awake, seeing something uh, that will happen later that day. And I'm glad to be able to see it. I believe I'm turning that over to the Holy Spirit. And so it helped me be prepared, at least like subconsciously, uh, for those things, eventualities that I'm not uh, using as much of my ego to, to process them or defend against them or whatever as I was in the past. Thanks to reading this course and meditating and being with all you beautiful people here and all you people on the call. Um, a couple of things like that, you know. So when he says they're natural and everything, I really welcome this whole this whole um, lesson, for want of a better word. Um, it definitely means something to me, and I'm complete. Thank you, Ida. Thanks, Ida. Thanks, Ida. Thank you, Ida. It's Lee. I um. I think I'm appreciating uh, more deeply than I ever have. If we remember how this course came about and the experience of Helen in hearing the voice of Jesus, certainly appeared to be a special power, and um, and this section would would um, clarify that what she was able to do was a natural ability there being no special powers given to anyone. But consider for a moment how extraordinary it is that 
we have in the urtext of this course and her notes the precise conversation that went on as she was settling into this task and of all the things he spoke to her about I don't recall anything that was directed toward getting her ego under control where she felt inflated or special where he had to rope her in or corral her um, misapplication or her mistaken uh, notions about this power and I find that um, extraordinary and uh, and I just you know today this morning I give the woman credit for having very humbly settled in to this task and this process and uh, and there having been no evidence that it ever went to her head or um, <clears throat> or resulted in the kind of uh, sense of specialness that I think it's easy for any one of us to imagine might might be the case for us if we were to suddenly and um, consistently and and um, clearly begin hearing the voice of Jesus himself I'm complete thanks Lee Oh yeah, thank you. Thanks, Lee. Thank you. Thanks, Lee. Very helpful. Thank you, Thanks, Lee. That's perfect. You know what? This is uh, Reverend Richard Joy, and uh, that reminds me of the visions that Helen had. And I remember that one. Um, she had a um, a vision that she was in a cave. She walked in a cave, and there was a scroll. And she opened up the scroll, and it, oh, it's so cool. It said, God is. It's so cool. But, but a voice told her that if she unscrolls it to the right, she'll see the future. If she unscrolls it to the left, she'll see the past. And how powerful is that to see the future and to know what's going to happen and, you know, and to see the past. But she, she said, no, no. And she, she made the scroll so it would just show God is. She goes, I, this is, this will do. And he said, he thanked her for that, and that that showed that that she was not uh, going to go in that direction that you were talking about, Lee. You know, to you know, run with these powers and feel special. So I, that just reminded me of the cave experience, and there's there's a link with her voice um, explaining that vision. Uh, I believe it's in. Um, I can send it to our Skype group, or for those listening to this tape later, it's I believe it's at jcim.net in the links area. So. Uh, mm-hmm. Or you could do a you could do a search on cave, uh, Helen's cave experience, and I'm complete. Thank you. Thanks, Reverend. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Reverend. Thank you. Um, it's Chris. I think we should try to do something um, kind of fun. Maybe we should. Um, Hold some space now. Maybe Reverend Ruji, you can lead us and invite Helen in so we could um, offer her our profound gratitude for bringing us this course and maybe she has a message for us. Reverend Ruji? 
Uh, Chris, uh, this is Reverend Richard Choi, and I was fiddling around with my headset because um, I'm not sure if my voice is coming through, uh, and I missed what you said. Ah, but, okay, I just um, asked also, you to guide us to invite Helen in to our call. Okay. Or maybe someone else could help channel her, and um, I thought we would offer her our profound gratitude and see if she might have a message for us. Okay, great. I'll be quiet. I felt your presence come in, but I don't have any words. Thank you, Ida. I felt um, I felt um, Bill's presence, and the message that I got was very loud and clear that um, that the contrast. And there's not, I can't even put into words, it's more of a feeling that he said that you should be grateful for every conflict you have because it's in the conflict that everything gets resolved. I'm complete. 
Chris. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for the Thank process, you, Chris. Chris. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, Chris. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Chris. Thank I was you, really Chris. moved, really moved by that process, Chris, and I um, brought to tears over here. Thank you, sweetheart. Me too. I'm um. I can't even put into words, if, and I'm curious to hear what anyone else might have gotten as a message. Chris, it's Catherine. I'll jump in there. I've been um, listening just for the last little while, and I'm so grateful that I got to be on this call during this little piece of it. And I, I wasn't expecting to feel Helen personally, but I did. And um, what the message that I got was that I, I was thanking her for her, as Lee pointed out, her humility and her courage and her dignity and her creativity. And I almost got almost a laughing response back to say, and you have all that yourself, you meaning all of us, and your assignment is no less than mine, and your impact will be no less than mine, and I had no idea what impact I would have. I just did it, and so she wants us to do the same. Complete. Thank you, Catherine. Beautiful. Thank you, Catherine. Beautiful, Catherine. Thank you. Am I the only one that heard Bill? I think this is actually kind of funny. <laughs> 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 I can't wait to bring up for her, and he came right away and just said, a, a conflict. <laughs> That's so cool, Chris. Yeah, it's so funny because. Thank you, Chris. This is Josie. I I was um, driving and I heard the what we were going to do when I pulled over and um, joined in and uh, I saw Bill, but I I and I saw Helen. I felt more of Helen and what I got. What came, what, what she was coming across to me, um, she just said, "Your your uh, will, you have to soften, soften your will in order to hear, you know." Anyway, that's what came. Soften your will. Thank you. Thanks for allowing us to to do that. Wow. Wow, nice. Josie, thank you. Thanks, Josie. Lovely, Josie. Thank you, Josie. Thank you, Josie. It's Lee. Can I just um, offer what Soften Your Will does to speak to me? Um, what had come up for me when I read this section last night and when he spoke of special powers, when they arise, these natural abilities that we had suppressed that begin naturally coming to the surface, when he speaks of them either being uh, given to the Holy Spirit or mistakenly directed back in a way that um, reinvigorates the ego, either given to love or in the absence of being given to love 
having them turn back to serve fear. What I recalled um, that I hope is a useful analogy is of my experience um, in dreams at night of having um, lucidity begin to come to me on a regular basis across about 10 years. And uh, so in essence, I was able to awaken within my dreams pretty much um, at will. And in the early running, when one awakens within a dream at night, one has a great deal of control of circumstance. And so you can basically work the situation that you find yourself in when you awaken within the dream um, to gratification. You, um, you find that you can control the dream and whether it's feasts or whether it's almost anything we can imagine that we typically do during the day to gratify ourselves, you can work and, and uh, direct the dream to satisfy you. And so there was a period of time where I was lost in that part of this ability to dream and control the dream. But significantly, and what applies to what we're told here, there came a point in my dreams where I realized controlling the dream probably wasn't what lucidity was about. I just began to realize, I'll bet there's something on the other side of the temptation to control the dream for my gratification. And so I very willfully decided to resist the temptation and await to see what was on the other side. And significantly what happened was this great opening happened where the nature of the waking dreams was no longer about the ego being out of control, but was about overcoming that temptation to turn that ability within a dream to fear and to deeper slumber and to instead give that ability to the Holy Spirit. So I began trusting that Holy Spirit would arrange the circumstances of my dream and that my job now was to use this increased awareness to settle into what the dream was to teach me. And the dreams then became gloriously beautiful and lit with an inner light and so realistic. And each dream then became this profound instruction about how, given that ability, to use the ability for heightened quality of awareness and trust and to set aside the typical intention to move into you know the kinds of things that I had been using lucidity for before the tie-in for me is that within those dreams at night I learned to take that ability and hand it to love and have this immediate flowering of the quality and the nature of that dream experience so that they became so wondrous that seriously they were like 
miniature unitary experiences. I just woke mornings without um, with with such deep gratitude at what um, at at what had been given as a consequence of learning that it's heightened awareness to the present moment and trust in that things are being set in a way for my instruction and to step out of the way of using any developing natural ability that is uh, unusual or heightened um, in the ego service. Thanks. I hope that was uh, was understandable and helpful. I'm complete. That was wonderful. Thanks, Lee. Amazing. Thank you, Lee. Thank you, Lee. Thank you, Lee. Thank That's you. incredible. That's Can you give us any you. Uh, insight into the difference between what you were having when you were turning the dreams over to the Holy Spirit and when you were using the increased ability to control them. Is there any example of differences, something uh, you could tell us about the different characters of the dreams? Rob, that's a great question, but in, in light of the fact we have another reading and I feel like I've spoken so long, um, let's take that up in the after call, shall we? Okay. Sounds great. Yeah, I would love to hear the answer to that as well. And I feel like this section is one of those that we could do all year long, and that would be this one. Um, before we move on to the next section, if we have uh, four more paragraphs, is there anyone else that would like to share about what came up for them? I came in a little late, and I'd like to know what section this is called. We are reading from uh, the manual. And we read, we just read section 25, our psychic powers desirable, and we did a small meditation, and we reached out uh, to Heather. Not that part. I just didn't know where we were on, in the manual, our psych, psychic powers desirable, and we right. started at a certain point. Thank you. Okay. And now we're going to, all right. Anyone else have anything they want to share on this? All right, then. Carl, would you please read 26 and 1, please? Sure, give me one second to get there. Okay. Can God be reached directly? Paragraph 1. God, indeed, can be reached directly, for there is no distance between him and his son. His awareness is in everyone's memory, and his word is written on everyone's heart. Yet this awareness and this memory can arise across the threshold of the unconscious only where all barriers to truth have been removed. In how, in how many is this the case? Here, then, is the role of God's teachers. They, too, have not attained the necessary understanding as yet, but they have joined with others. This is what sets them apart from the world, and it is, <coughs> excuse me, 
and it is this that enables others to leave the world with them. Alone they are nothing, but in their joining is the power of God. Thank you, Carl. Mm, um, oh, sorry. Has anyone joined the call that would like to read one and two? New reader, please. See, I can read. Oh, thanks, I Josie. Can. I, just, I just wanted to let you all know I was here. Thank you. Hi, Carl. I hey, I, wish, I appreciate if you just put me in the light. It's a tough time right now. Thank you for you that. You got it. Morning, Carla. Good morning, brother. Hi, Carla. Hey, family. Okay, Josie, one and two, please. God, indeed, can be reached directly, for there is no distance between him and his son. His awareness is in everyone's memory, and his word is written on everyone's heart. Yet this awareness and this memory can arise across the threshold of the unconscious only where all barriers to truth have been removed. In how many is this the case? Here then is the role of God's teachers. They too have not attained the necessary understanding as yet, but they have joined with others. This is what sets them apart from the world. And it is this that enables others to leave the world with them. Alone they are nothing, but in their joining is the power of God. Two, there are those who have reached God directly, retaining no trace of worldly limits and remembering their own identity perfectly. These might be called the teachers of teachers because although they are no longer visible, their image can yet be called upon. And they will appear when and where it is helpful for them to do so. To those to whom such appearances would be frightening, they give their ideas. No one can call on them in vain. Nor is there anyone of whom they are unaware. All needs are known to them, and all mistakes are recognized and overlooked by them. The time will come when this is understood. And meanwhile, they give all their gifts to the teachers of God who look to them for help. 
asking all things in their name and in no other. Thank you, Josie. Uh, Reverend Rita, two and three, please. Okay, two. There are those who have reached God directly, retaining no trace of worldly limits and remembering their own identity perfectly. These might be called the teachers of teachers because, although they are no longer visible, their image can yet be called upon, and they will appear when and where it is helpful for them to do so. To those to whom such appearances would be frightening, they give their ideas. No one can call on them in vain, nor is there anyone of whom they are unaware. All needs are known to them, and all mistakes are recognized and overlooked by them. The time will come when this is understood. And meantime, they give all their gifts to the teachers of God who look to them for help, asking all things in their name and in no other. Three, sometimes a teacher of God may have a brief experience of direct union with God. In this world, it is almost impossible that this endure. It can perhaps be one after such it can perhaps be one after much devotion and dedication and then be maintained for most of the time on earth. But this is so rare that it cannot be considered a realistic goal. If it happens, so be it. If it does not happen, so be it as well. All worldly states must be illusory. If God were reached directly in sustained awareness, the body would not be long maintained. Those who have laid the body down merely to extend their helpfulness to those remaining behind are few indeed. And they need helpers who are still in bondage and still asleep so that by their awakening can God's voice be heard. Thank you, Reverend Rita. Ida, three and four, please. Ida, are you on mute? I'm on the call. Um, uh, let's see. Okay, Lee, three and four, please. Sometimes the teacher of God may have a brief experience of direct union with God. In this world, it is almost impossible that this endure. It can perhaps be won after much devotion and dedication and then be maintained for most of the time on earth. But this is so rare that it cannot be considered a realistic goal. If it happens, so be it. If it does not happen, so be it as well. All worldly states must be illusory. If God were reached directly in sustained awareness the body would not long be maintained. Those who have laid the body down merely to extend their helpfulness to those remaining behind are few indeed, and they need helpers who are still in bondage and still asleep, so that by their awakening can God's voice be heard. Four, do not despair then because of limitations. 
It is your function to escape from them, but not to be without them. If you would be heard by those who suffer, you must speak their language. If you would be saviors, you must understand what needs to be escaped. Salvation is not theoretical. Behold the problem, ask for the answer, and then accept it when it comes, nor will its coming be long delayed. All the help you can accept will be provided, and not one need you have will not be met. Let us not then be too concerned with goals for which you are not ready. God takes you where you are and welcomes you. What more could you desire when this is all you need? Thank you, Lee. And Paula, four, please. Do not despair, then, because of limitations. It is your function to escape from them, but not to be without them. If you would be heard by those who suffer, you must speak their language. If you would be saviors, you must understand what needs to be escaped. Salvation is not theoretical. Behold the problem, ask for the answer, and then accept it when it comes. Nor will its coming be long delayed. All the help you can accept will be provided, and that one need you have will not be met. Let us not, then, be too concerned with goals for which you are not ready. God takes you where you are and welcomes you. What more could you desire when this is all you need? Amen. Thank you. Amen. Yes. Doesn't that sort of sum it up? (laughs) Floor's open. This is is a very telling section. This is from... um, What we've got here is an admonition of a few things. First of all, um, you know, you're not 10,000-hour pilots now. You're 1,000-hour pilots, if at all. So your teaching role has got to be pretty limited. And you need to find out what your limits are and as an ego, you have no idea what your limits are. So look at the problem, formulate the question, listen for the answer. Holy instant, that's what I just said in three parts. And the last part is act on the answer as given you. That lets you be a perfect progressive teacher so that you move along in a manner with your limitations. It says you're not going to be, you know, free of all limitations because then no one sees you as understandable, as, as concomitant, as part of them, as part of their group. So all of this is, is a really good admonition of Remember now, you're just fledgling. And if you don't let these wonderful powers that you're being given because of your devotion 
leak off into egoic wishes, you'll probably be perfectly effective in your new teaching roles. That's what it says to me. I don't tell me about what it says to you guys. I'm complete. Great share, Rob. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. Yeah, that was perfect. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. Hi, this is Paula. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Are you Catherine? No, it was Josie. I was just thanking Rob. Go ahead, Paula. No, I thank you, Ms. Josie. I, I just did want to say, and I say it so many times, and it's like my mantra. You know, when he says, do not despair, you know, because of limitations, and I speak for myself, and I think I speak for a few of people I've spoke to who, who are doing the course, and you basically have that, you know, wow, am I that perfect? You know, we all feel we have so much limitations. But then when he, he says to me, let us not then be too concerned with goals for which you are not ready. God takes you where you are and welcomes you. What more can you desire? That settles me down. My ego just like dissipates because I won't listen at that point because I know I am where I am at this point in my journey, in my dream with all my misperceived limitations but I am where I'm supposed to be and God knows that and accepts me just the way I am because he knows, and which I'm learning, I am perfect in his eyes, with no limitations, and I can be a teacher at some point. And I guess I am, and we all are, and we don't even realize it sometimes, we're teachers, we're students, are in interchangeable roles as we go along, as we learn, as we grow. I think we all have felt it to some extent the awareness we feel. So, I love when I read these these words. So, I'm complete. Paula, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Paula. Thank you, Paula. Thank you, Paula. It's Lee. In that same paragraph, Paula, there's a, a phrase that really stands out for me that just invites me to sit with it. All the help you can accept will be provided. All the help I can accept will be provided. That tells me two things. It tells me he's offering so much help always to me. Way more than I'm presently able even to accept. So my job becomes to rededicate myself to the process he's offered me 
of removing the blocks that I've put in the way of the help he's offered me. One of those blocks appears in the line in the in the line above that says, "Behold the problem, ask for the answer, and then accept it when it comes." Elsewhere, he adds one more: "Act on what you hear." Any one of those places, I can opt out, so that the help that's offered me I can't actualize because of limitations I've imposed or because of blocks, just to use limitations in the way he is in the section here, because of the blocks I've interposed between his help and my awareness or my willingness, all the help I can accept will be provided. His major tool to guide me in how to be more receptive to the help he's always offering is this practice of forgiveness recognizing where my judgment has caused my distress or unnecessary problem and directing my request in that instance to be directed by something other than my ego for guidance as to how to respond to that situation. Invite the miracle that brings me to a different conception of the issue so that it isn't the ego as my guide that prevents my accepting the help he's always offering. I'm complete. Thanks. Yeah, now that that was beautifully brought together. This, this is thank you, Lee. a talent I just do not have. And thank God for Lee. And, and when, we, when we see it brought together this way in the mind, then we know that the perfect help is coming into the mind to bring these aspects of it that best fit the group. And when this happens, you understand finally that I need do nothing. It's talking about your ego. Your ego can't do anything. Your ego actually isn't there. And this is what's so beautiful about Lee's redrawing of this. Thank you. Thank you, Lee. Thank you, Rob. This is Fran. Well, let's see. When I read this section, it makes me realize that I can stop trying to be a stronger person and the help is there and it makes me also realize that over the years before I came to the Course, and I would be in a difficult situation. I had this motto that I lived by, and it was, do everything that crosses your mind. And I thought it was me getting to be a stronger person. But when I read this, I realized that I was receiving guidance then, but didn't know where it was coming from. And now I read this and I'm in the Course and I think, I can stop trying to be a stronger person and just rely on my guidance from God, the Holy Spirit, and um, from you guys. So appreciative of this Course. I'm complete. And that is so cool. Thank you, Fran. Nice, Fran. Thanks. Wonderful.
This is Josie. I'm so glad I was able to be on the call um, today I, and that we were able to touch in with Helen. Um, I had early on this year, I, I made a bookmark for myself and uh, with a picture of Helen, and there was a picture of Bill, and at that time I, I had a picture of uh, Ken Wapnick on just to, to try to connect with them as I would open the book and I would want to see them. I, I felt like my energy was, um, you know, increasing and, and like that ego energy would go away because, you know, they were they were of such a, a different energy. So anyway, the bookmark the, well, um, in number two here where he's saying those who have reached God retaining no trace of worldly limits. So it just validated that maybe that was the right thing for me to do to connect with them through those pictures on that bookmark I made. But the kid, um, as some have heard, um, my niece took, uh, took the book, took the Course in Miracle book, and she contacted me and she said, Aunt Josie, all those papers and stickers, could I take them off? And I said, sure, they were just for me sections that, you know, were meaningful. And she said, and who are those people on that bookmark that you have? And it launched a beautiful conversation then. Um, now, because a 21-year-old kid, so sometimes they don't want to hear what you say, but she was able to then see the pictures of Helen and Bill and I explained to her a little how the course came to be and who they were, and I said, you know, you can look at those pictures in the book, and, and you know, that's the woman that that it came through, and, you know, you could relate to her in some way. So that was just a beautiful, and then we read this, and we did that. It just all fell into such a place. It was so validating that all of this is really true and the, the guidance really comes and even for that kid now she's got that bookmark in the book with the pictures on it so <laughs> thank you I'm complete sweet Jesse thanks yeah nice thanks Jesse yeah thank you Jesse Dr. Wapnick this is Ron Dr. Wapnick is one excellent writer. Dr. Wapnick has such vivid, wonderful descriptions of the, the, the situations and the characters surrounding um, the genesis of A Course in Miracles. It's absolutely worth reading, um, Absence from Felicity. It's a, you know, it's just a marvelous, marvelous example of his particular talent. I'm complete. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. It's Lee. Two other things stood out for me in, in uh, 
in relation to the topic of this section, can God be reached directly? Um, one was the second sentence, His, God's awareness, is in everyone's memory, and his word is written on everyone's heart. Then, yet this awareness and his memory can arise across the threshold of the unconscious only where all barriers to truth have been removed. So if I think the, if I think, consider the curriculum of the Course to be that I'm removing barriers as rapidly as I can that I've imposed between the help that's always offered me and, um, and my willingness. And I do that through forgiveness so that I learn to counter all the judgment that has separated me from God's Word. Then what I'm hearing here is on top of the assertion God indeed can be reached directly for there's no distance between him and his son. Then for me to become aware of the awareness that's in my mind, the word written on my heart, I have to allow this awareness and memory to rise across the threshold of my mind as a result of these barriers to truth that I've progressively removed through this process of forgiveness. I'm clearing the debris between me and my goal. I'm clearing the debris between me and God's goal for me. That's one thought. And then secondly, in the second paragraph, he in um, some humility is describing that there are other saviors who have realized God directly and in passing have remained to assist those um, who call to them for guidance. And I'm reminded of the section we just read about is the name of Jesus Christ helpful in healing. And so I place Jesus among those that are being described in this second paragraph. The teachers of teachers. And although they don't remain with us, um, they're, uh, they're able to appear when and where it's helpful for them to do so. And then kindly, he says to those who, to whom such appearances would be frightening, they give their ideas, and no one can call on them in vain. If I remember, Jesus is the sterling example for me of one that I can call upon and never call upon in vain, then there's a tie-in for me between what he's describing of these masters who have ascended um, and are available to us, uh, minds being joined, and, um, and Jesus' place among them. Thanks, I'm complete. Thank you, Lee. Yes. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank Beautiful you. Gathering. Thank you, Lee. If if all of you even want to explore 
the, the concrete evidence of these ideas. You can explore stories back through Paramahansa Yogananda and all of his guides that lead to Babaji. And Babaji appears at the Kumbha Mela, the, the big gathering periodically in India, and appears in whatever form he wants to appear and sometimes has some great fun until someone recognizes that it's Babaji as a seven-year-old talking to the wise old men. And all of these wonderful stories um, illustrate, and even from Raj as Jesus on the Internet, um, illustrate exactly what is being talked about that that uh, Lee brought together here. Um, just because we don't quite have time to go and explore all these things, it does not mean that they're not there, because they are there, and there are some marvelous stories about them. I'm complete. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Thank you. Is it becoming obvious to is it becoming obvious to everyone as well as me that we are each other, that there is a facet of me in each one of you, and there is a facet of you coming from me, and as they as they sparkle in the circle of the conversation the light from all of them just grows and grows and grows. I'm complete. Yes, I feel that. I feel that even when I go in to get a cup of coffee someplace, I feel more connected to strangers, I think, than I ever have in my life. I'm I'm complete. Thanks, Fran. Thanks, Fran. Thanks, Rob. Yeah. Yeah, I'm more aware of my oneness. I'm complete. Okay, then. Here we go. Is everybody ready to visit by themselves a biker bar? I'm complete. Even you haven't? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that was perfect. Just want to remind and see um, we're at the end of our time here, and there's a lot of people on the call. If anyone hasn't had the opportunity to share, we'd love to leave it open for a few more minutes if you'd like to.
Thanks, Chris. And Sharon, and I don't, um, I just want to say something because I want it to be healed. Um, so I want to just put it out there as, the, as an egoic thought because that's what it is. There's a part of me that um, I keep hearing my voice from time to time saying that I would love to just extract the mechanism within me that keeps creating those blocks that, like you spoke up, Lee, I just want to, I mean, I can, cl- I can clear away blocks, but then I can create more during the day. And um, so not to end this wonderful connection we have on a note of angst, angst, <laughs> but I have that and um, at times. And... I just want it to be dismantled, and I've asked for that many times, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that it can at this point in my development or not. Maybe it is being. I'm not even aware of it. But that's my prayer. That's my biggest prayer is that the mechanism within me, which create, keeps creating those blocks, just be dismantled so, I, so I'm not like Clearing away blocks and then more come. Clearing away blocks and then more come. So that's my desire at this point and many points in the past. Nice. Thank you. Nice, nice. I join you in this. Thank show. you, sure. Me too. Me too. <laughs> You're not alone. For sure. No, I'm glad to know that, I guess. <laughs> All right, Reverend Rita, how about some praise? Okay. All right. Well, we'll join together as we close our time together. We'll close our eyes and draw the awareness within. And we relax as we do this. We open to the loving thoughts of God that are always there in whatever difficulty, in whatever turmoil that we have, the answer is there for us. And you know, the answer is always some form of peace. It comes from love. Love is what we are. It created us. That answer is some form of peace. Today we're, we're reading the Manual for Teachers in A Course in Miracles, and we read this question, can God be reached directly? It's an amazing question. How beautiful and uplifting is the message that we received to this question. Quote, God indeed can be reached directly 
But there is no distance between him and his son. His awareness is in everyone's memory, and his word is written on everyone's heart, unquote. Everyone's heart. Not just some who act in a certain way and become deserving. Everyone. The word is written on everyone's heart and awaits only the awakening to his awareness and his word. Joining is healing. Thus, as I join with all my brothers, I fulfill my role as a teacher of God. He tells me that this joining with others is what sets the teacher of God apart from the world and, quote, enables others to leave the world with them. Alone, they are nothing. But in their joining is the power of God, unquote. In their joining is the power of God where two or more are gathered there I am he tells me today that there are those who have remembered their identity completely quote there are those who have reached God directly retaining no trace of worldly limits and remembering their own identity perfectly unquote these have become teachers of teachers and the beautiful and wonderful thing is they are still with me, even though they're no longer visible. I'm told their image can be called upon, either to appear to me or come to me in ideas. But what is certain is that, quote, no one can call on them in vain, nor is there anyone of whom they are unaware, unquote. Once again, how uplifting is this message. These mighty souls our elder brothers and sisters are aware of everyone. We cannot call in vain. And so we pray. Father, Mother, God, elder sister, elder brother, sometimes I deeply wish I could leave this place of turmoil and rest in your loving arms. Now I hear you acknowledge my desire, and yet you remind me of my purpose. Even though I may desperately wish to leave and be in the light forever, your teaching here is that there is a need for teachers here in this place of seeming limitation. You tell me that the, you tell me that the enlightened ones who have laid their bodies down, quote, need helpers who are still in bondage and still asleep, so that by their awakening can God's voice be heard. Unquote. You whisper to me, quote, If you would be heard by those who suffer, you must speak their language. If you would be saviors, you must understand what needs to be escaped. Unquote. And now how wonderful and how comforting to hear you tell me today, quote, God takes you where you are and welcomes you. What more could you desire when this is all you need? Unquote. And so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you. Amen. Thanks, Reverend Rachel. Beautiful. Thank you very much.